Sunshine and it was just sunshine and just snowy yesterday, man. Because St. Louis weather is fickle, but yeah, the snow hit us. But you know, we got the, the sunshine, sunshine coming and back. We feel great. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> but welcome back to Nina Talks, your favorite blurred podcast where we talk about music, anime, tech, just whatever we feel like. Um, I'm your host Akita. I'm here with my co-host Darius. What's up? What's up? And we are here at Nina Production Studios in St. Louis. Um, so let's get into today's episode, D. Yeah, dude. I wanted to talk about Spotify. Uh, their IPO. Their IPO, they went public um, on Tuesday. April 3rd. April 3rd. <laughs> and, you know, streaming has just What does that really been, mean? Yeah, what does like that mean? And streaming music. has just been so crazy for how we consume music. Yeah. That, like, Spotify coming out as a publicly traded company and just... You know, their yeah. come up over the last, you know, five, six years. Yeah. It's just really been like a crazy thing to, to watch. It, it's crazy how like the availability of like technology like is able to like influence kind of like culture because yeah. like what people don't like kind of realize is with Spotify kind of like spearheading the like whole sp- like streaming industry yeah like the playlist model like all of that shit like and pair that with um like parallel and like different technologies like wireless headphones yeah pair that with like bluetooth speakers you're never separate from music bluetooth pairing of your car you don't have to disconnect music is always around music is omnipresent you can listen to it whenever it's background music it's your music is always with you now like we were just talking about it earlier we were kicking and smoking listening to some records and we're just talking about how like man like 60 70s like you didn't listen to music on alone for real like yeah it was maybe, a, maybe if you were chilling in your house but like it was a constant thing and each song held value yeah it was communal listen to them it was communal yeah like, you had to kick it with your homies and be like man remember when we kicked it and listened to that marvin gay yeah record? talked like, about it yeah. like that was the focus was the music always right and like because probably wasn't no tv on so yeah. y'all really just kicking it listening to that music yeah, like dude. that doesn't exist anymore music blends into the background you listen to music yeah. while you're driving to work it's while you're walking song. while you're doing homework like it's, it's background like it didn't always be like that soundtrack to my life I soundtrack to, to your life bro <laughs> hella real and like even just thinking about the way a lot of albums are formed now, like yeah. like the culture, like like the cultures and the more lights and these like twenty six songs yeah, that are really just meant to fit up in playlists. Yeah, you know, um, you don't have that without yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, and and when people that did that, like. Um, when people like release those long albums in the past, like you know, Weekend had the trilogy, yeah, which is like bundled as like a really long album, like that was a very standout thing. But now yeah. we have like 26 song albums that are really just kind of like yep, every day, that's that's what it is, and it's kind of cool because 
like we were, we was we were saying earlier that the idea oftentimes behind people making albums now is different from in the past. In the past, yeah. people kind of focused on like the Cohesion. whole narrative of an album. Yeah. Whereas now, like we're building these albums up almost to like one loosely tell a story, but more so so you can plug a lot of these songs into your playlist and listen to them. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like having a show that is character development based, like. Take an anime like a Naruto keeps a concurrent mm-hmm. theme versus having like a bunch of shows like Black Mirror that are all like each one individual like episodes that are all part of like a thing. Yeah, that's like the musical equivalent of that. It's just, like here's a bunch of songs that yeah. are good from us. Like yeah. they're not really meant to be like an experience, quote unquote. It's just like yeah, find the one that you like, run it up. Like, and if you like, <laughs> and if you listen to one, you can kind of understand the gist. Whereas like a lot of like albums and songs, like songs are pieces of albums. Like yeah. I like to use the For Your Eyes Only example. Right. Like, you can't talk about any individual song fully without, without bringing referencing it back into the context of the whole album. the whole album. Yeah. Right. It's cool that Spotify like not not Spotify Spotify have done it themselves because like you know. Um, torrenting kind of like yeah. it was the precursor to that. Yeah, they, Spotify but, definitely grew off of that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that pirating culture. What's um, I think what's interesting about the conversation around Spotify, like in terms of their like IPO though, is like a lot of Spotify hasn't made much money. No, they've been they've <laughs> lost like millions of dollars. They they haven't come out of the profit. Yeah, and for all the money that they've raised, they their their debt is still kind of like growing yeah. because they're operating expenses for like they have this freemium model where only like a percentage of the people that use it pay for it. Yeah, and it's just like the nature of what they're in. Like they have to get those licenses from these record companies yeah. in order for their company to work and so they have to yeah. They have to put that money up. Because the hard part is, is while Spotify is like in itself like a great technology, it doesn't work without Yeah, it doesn't work the without content. the content. Yeah, it doesn't work without the content. <laughs> and you know that's and again, so that's kind of the interesting part of it too now is that like they've wedged themselves into the music a industry. Them and Apple Music and Title. And I think that's where Google Play has ultimately failed is that Google Play hasn't or hasn't really made itself like part they of the music industry. They try with the YouTube like, kind of integration. Yeah, but it's just but it's, it's not. It's, it's more there on the YouTube side yeah. than on the Google Play side. But like definitely Apple Music and Spotify have made themselves like no, like we're gonna make this culture. We're gonna put our, We're gonna force ourselves in the middle. We're man. into this culture. And, like <laughs> we're part of the business. Like yeah. if you like. Good examples are Chance and Drake, like signing deals with to exclusively yeah. release content on Apple Music. Yeah. That's almost like doing some like label type shit. Yeah. Like you know, like you can you can be an artist and release your shit exclusively yeah. through us. Like Beats One Radio, like that's such a crazy thing for the music industry. So you know how many songs like go through like you know how many exclusives yeah. go on Beats One Where Radio. Like, I like, have to kind of become loyal to this because like yeah. they're offering now that it's like okay, we've kind of occupied the space of streaming music how can we make ourselves unique how can you and right so titles kind of been on the, the realm of like we're gonna convince artists to come exclusively with us by paying for right we're gonna be for the artists yeah and like for black culture and for us and i rock with that notion hellas yeah um apple music's done a good way of like securing like unique pop. content unique pop content yeah. that's what apple does they have a great creative design too. yeah unique like <laughs> apple will always have the drake and taylor swift's Man, you know, and I, what, what else do you need? Can't lose, bro. Like, they're smart. You got Drake and Taylor Swift? Yeah. Shit, anyone will buy your, your product. 
Like Jesus. Spotify has great uh, playlist, playlist curation, albums. and they, yeah, I, yeah, playlist curation. Spotify's too. playlist algorithms. curation is top notch, yeah, and their algorithms yeah. and their all that shit. Like, I mean, it's beautiful. Like, it's 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 a really good app. Like, yeah. using Spotify is a is just a nice experience every time, and like they've even done interesting things as far as like how you interact with Spotify on a desktop. Like, they yeah. have, like, video content now, yeah. which, like, low-key, I think, is kind of hard. Like, they had, like, a, a deconstructed beat video where yeah. Wonder Girl showed how she made this beat on, like, a popular song in the playlist. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of hard. Yeah. Like, when they have the music videos in the playlist, and, like, you know, it's annoying on mobile. Yeah. I think they should take it off of mobile because, like, sometimes I'll be listening and, like, it'll start trying to buffer a fucking video and I'm like, I don't have the data for this. Killing my vibe and my data, bro. Horizon is not cool like that. Um, but I think if they really keep pushing yeah. that model, they can they can definitely do some great things and like they're here to stay. They have the money for it now. They have the money Your for IPO it. IPO was one second. Uh, it's a few billion. It's like twenty six billion or something like that. IPO closed in at a valuation of twenty seven billion. Yeah. Um. So. One forty nine ninety five a share was what um, the closing day of the first IPO was. That's and really good for a tech company. And the, I think a valuation is um, like the price of the share times like the number of shares sold. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what their their offering was, and they did it really interesting. They came out. Yeah, they did the direct listing, which is like, you know, like a, it's apparently like an unconventional method of of coming out on the stock exchange. Yeah. Normally, like anyone that wants to buy in can buy in, but the direct listing is kind of like a we only sell we, we point we reach out to the people that we want to buy the stocks yeah. and we sell stocks directly and so basically um we read that online i don't know too much about it not too much so don't ask cool us any follow-up questions <laughs> that was all that's all you got and if you know a lot about you know the stock market and all that good man that'd shit, be dope to come through and man. you want to explain up. it in the comments you know you go do that and mm -hmm. we'll give you a little shout out next episode of song shout out. <laughs> But nah, I think, you know, the way Spotify has placed themselves in this industry and forced change in this industry, yeah. um, with obviously help from like different advocates and like from other realms like artists and you know, yeah. things like that. But like, they've just been a major part in how the music business functions. Yeah. Like music, the music business wasn't really cool with Spotify at yeah. first. Like when Spotify first came up, they were like, America was a pretty, the American music industry was like a pretty solid holdout on Spotify because they're like, uh, we, like they didn't fuck with Napster. When they they yeah. murdered Napster. They're like, fuck yeah. that. Like, <laughs> we hell like no. This. Like, and so Spotify comes around and we're like, nah, we've seen your type before. Like, we're not fucking with that. Yeah. But Spotify you, did a good job. They did a like, good job of convincing them. Being like, no, here's how this can make you money. Like, and, and luckily their fear of torrents is what allowed Spotify to get a foot in the door. Yeah. Because like Pirate Bay and LimeWire and all that. Right. Like people were just taking the music. Taking shit. Like you can't, that's the hard part about like a lot of like American businesses. Like you don't realize like kids gonna grow up and get smart. So you need to just be fluid and move. You gotta be a dad. You gotta you adapt. You can't not adapt like, because people are just gonna take you your money. Yeah. People are just gonna take your shit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the funny thing is like with business, like business and tech are just two fields where it's like, you know, People are so quick to adapt to things because you have to, right? Have like to. with tech, if something is broken or like a rule is being exploited, you have to figure out how to fix you it. Can't, you can't stick to your guns. You can't just be like, nah, I like that rule. I don't want to fix it. No, because your code yeah. isn't going to work. Your company isn't going to 
be successful. Most of your be. day job is like writing something, it breaking, and you just having to like break down your belief that you were right. Right, like oh, this didn't work. The <laughs> you way have to I like convince yourself to. that like okay, I'm making probably making. A I'm mistake. wrong. Where the computer said I'm wrong. Yeah, I know the computer is right. The I computer, the, I told the computer <laughs> what to do. It did it, and it was wrong. <laughs> Got to do something different. I said it wrong. That's bro. what coding is, bro. Like it's humility in the computer. <laughs> it'll humble you. It'll humble you. So yeah, like. Tech and shit always adapts to new rules, whereas, yeah. like, ironically, our government <laughs> doesn't. <Yeah. laughs> but anywho, you know, but, I think... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, like, interesting en- interestingly enough, a lot of the uh, a lot of the SoundCloud rappers that people are, like, you know, you know, some people advocating for, some people, like, dogging on. Yeah. But, like, this new generation of rappers are, like, easily, like, able to, like find avenues to dive into the music business. Yeah. Now. Like you can you can do it I mean, you easily can, you on your own. You can distribute your own. yourself. Not easily, but you can no, do you it can easily, feasibly you on your own. You can easily <laughs> feasibly. No, no, no. Easily. You're going to use the word easily. Okay. I will strongly say easily just be a rapper like anyone can be a rapper. You don't yeah. even you don't even need, you know, you just need a laptop, yeah. you know? Like you can use the microphone on your computer yeah. and record a song and post it on SoundCloud and it can blow the fuck up and you can be rich and famous like I didn't want to like throw away the the finesse and the like kind of consistency required to actually like putting yourself into the music business I mean, I making th- music. Yeah, I mean, I think there's finesse, but I feel like there's also niggas that get lucky and know how to capitalize. Like, That's real. I mean, I think you know, different walks. You know, there's all yeah. kind of possibilities for things. So I mean, I think to say it's easy. I mean, I think it's <laughs> like easy. I mean, like there are people who are more serious about it than others. Yeah. Like not everyone who you know blows up is really about it like that I yeah. feel like you know and then some people are obviously better and more savvy than others and some people put in more work than others and I and think a lot of it's chance and a lot of it's chance you know. and like <laughs> consistency is just increasing your chance that something that's will all happen that's all being consistent means like if you shoot for a bullseye one time and you miss you, you shoot it. one time and you miss maybe shoot it 50 times if you shoot it 50 you times your odds of hitting it are higher and once like, you make that shit and hit that jackpot then shit yeah and if, you, and if you only need to hit the bullseye once to get what you want just keep doing it yeah. And ironically enough, the more you shoot at the bullseye, the better at shooting you'll get. Yeah. Increasing your chances of hitting the target. Damn. <laughs> wow. So if you're doing something and you're not being consistent, go be consistent. <laughs> Hit that bullseye. Improve though. Don't just uh-huh. keep throwing that shit. Nina talks. Motivation. Get Spotify. <laughs> all that Shout good out to Spotify for all, all that, that money. good shit. <laughs> Expect some hella new features from Spotify though. Yeah. Man. They got I, some money they rolling in. They got work. a lot of money. And I actually saw recently. Well, not recently, a while back, it was kind of just like a little speculation article, but um, this like little tech insider newspaper thing saw that they were investing in some hardware. Mm. So curious to see what like a Spotify hardware system could be like. Maybe it's their own kind of like speaker yeah. or like a home, you know, thing. It could be dope yeah. for them to be like, oh, we'll just part, we'll just make like a kind of generic home assistant that takes whatever your phones is yeah. and you use like the Spotify thing and now it, you know, plays your music, daily yeah. mixed playlist from Spotify real easy and it's really integrated with your Spotify yeah. or something like that. I don't even I think, know what I think do. Spotify is probably like, I feel like a lot of their benefit now is we talked about, we talked about at one point Spotify really, since they write the algorithms, they can control what music kind of goes with these yeah. popular playlists. And Spotify, like, popular playlist, the majority of the streams on Spotify. Yeah. So, like, Spotify will probably start low-key investing that money in, like, late owning and creating labels. Yeah. And Spotify is going to start to try oh. to generate their own music. 
No. Oh man. Did you? There was this thing I read. <laughs> Sorry. This is it's a funny. As you say that, it's funny. They probably gonna write the letter or some shit. Be like. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry about this damn shit. No, man. Let me tell you some crazy shit. Y'all have to get over some head with some crazy shit. I was reading this article that was talking about how there are all these artists on Spotify who have songs with millions and millions of streams that get ran up, but they're not real artists. They're like, yeah. they're phantom artists that like, it's just you know, a song that they produce. unknown like, you know, companies or whatever, all these like shell companies basically. You just throw a song in the playlist yeah, and who's gonna like, debate it? Spotify, who's gonna debate whether this, your song is in the playlist no, or not? No, this article shows <laughs> that like Spotify had been paying songwriters money to make these songs using algorithms to boost the songs and then raking in a bunch of money off yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, That's as, as, we talk people about, as we talk about how Spotify has been operating <laughs> so long under a loss, it's because they're probably finessing on the back door, yes. if we're being completely honest. Like, they're literally creating good, I mean, it's good content. They yeah. do good ass songs, but then they just use their platform to run it the fuck up. Man. And, like, and the, the craziest thing I learned about, like, kind of moving, like, along, like, the life that I've learned, like, I've lived, is, like, I always grew up being told that you had to like work for Yeah, like, you had to work within get. the lines. But like, I went to school, man, and I saw so many people that literally like did whatever the they're fuck like, they want. I can finesse and get what I need. Like Yo. you don't have to break your back. Like they got people doing the and it's like and it's clever stuff like that that you like, oh, that's in like there's somebody that's like working hard to become like an artist and make it. And Spotify is like, I don't give a fuck because this is how I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna pay this guy like, <laughs> they probably, you know, they probably pay these artists, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably guess it like, you know, 10 G's to make this song type shit. And you take your 10 G's and then they own all the yeah. publishing for it. So then they just rack in all the money it makes. Like and it's like, it's the business, not the art to them, bro. Yeah, like, it's the business. Like Spotify has really put themselves like, even on the tech side a lot, but like just on the business and like, Spotify generates a lot of revenue for these record companies. Yeah. So record companies care what Spotify does. Even the fact that record companies own shares in Spotify for distributing art for distributing music yeah. from the artists, which technically means that oh, she didn't y'all owe our artist a share of this company. Yeah. And they're talking about that and negotiating and it's and I'm curious to see like what that's gonna look like. Like even um there's this collective that represents independent record labels. I can't remember the name of it right now, but you know they have they have uh, mm -hmm. probably like three or four percent share in Spotify equity, and like they have to they they're trying to figure out how to distribute that. Like yeah. what is like what does that mean for every artist? You get like yeah. you know fifty dollars of Spotify shares. Like what what does that look like? Yeah, and it's you know at the end of the day, almost is even like worth it. Like and then the hard part is is like uh, America is such like such a doggy dog yeah. and, uh, ecosystem that you look at SoundCloud who has tried to be the good Samaritan of streaming services for so yeah. long by making their um, services so accessible yeah. they're just being eaten because by being a good Samaritan and not doing all these things they're not getting the money to leg yeah. up and so they're being saved and now you're like okay like SoundCloud is where all the people like SoundCloud is the entry point for so many artists. Right. How no matter how committed they are, it's always the entry point for yeah. so many artists. Um, and so the barrier to entry is so low, and they just Knock the world out. isn't paying them back for the yeah. good deeds that they're doing. And I think, which is such a lesson. I feel like not a lesson, but it sucks. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, I mean, it kind of is a lesson. <laughs> but also, to be fair, I think there's like a certain. They could have done things better. There's right. I think there's like I think at the end of the day, I'm I'm only so kind to SoundCloud for what they do because also like their app is just like kind of bad like it's only so good whereas like spotify 
um, even Apple Music and them to an extent, like not only focused on like really putting themselves in a niche place in the business, but they also just made like a really good app. They made an app that made you want to use it. Like I don't doubt that if SoundCloud took the time mm-hmm. and just made like a really bomb ass app that like people would probably pay for SoundCloud. Yeah. Go. Like that takes money. Why not? Time is money. Right, it's money. It so takes many, money. so many people run around looking for developers. Right, and so, so many developers turn them away saying sorry can you pay me <laughs> type you pay shit me? so yeah i mean i understand they're in a tough spot but it's also just hard because it's like y'all y'all kind of trash it's hard yeah i mean like especially as like an artist as someone who like i pay i put money in soundcloud's pocket i pay yeah uh for both the little premium jumps or whatever so you know like we put money in their pocket so it's just like i'm paying y'all and i'm getting i'm not getting the experience something i should be paying for yeah because i pay a certain money to spotify and i get a, a service that's that's way better than what I pay y'all. So yeah. like, now I feel less inclined to pay y'all. <laughs> like, I wonder if like, like I feel like SoundCloud. I want like that pip was so long ago. Oh but man. But I wonder like what would happen if SoundCloud tried to like take a. We're here for like a mixtape approach, you know. Like we're not like we're here for like artists big and small to kind of just like yeah do the mix. I don't. I wonder how the mixtape game like could that come back like. I mean, I think it has in a way. I think what a mixtape is has like really the, the word mixtape just means something completely different. Like now SoundCloud like, songs, I feel like every album on SoundCloud is almost a mixtape. Yeah, right? and like you can make you know, <laughs> and you can make like album caliber music in a mixtape. You know, in a mixtape, <laughs> and you know, like now they're just like projects. I feel the like, definition you know? of mixtape has kind of like evolved it's from shifted, like yeah. remixing songs and putting like mixing. Right, because yeah. like and, and also because recording used to be so you know the the, the cost of entry was higher. It was harder to get into it's hard the to studio. Get production. Hard to get high quality production. Yeah. Like, like a mixtape sounded rough. Like you knew it was a mixtape. Like you knew that nigga did that shit at like his homie crib. But you listen to it. But you listen to it because you're like, oh, that nigga bars, got that bar. bar. Yeah. But now it's like, oh yeah, it's a mixtape. But it sounds like it could have been done in a professional studio. Yeah, that's right. You know, which is music is just music. Music now. has just changed so that's much sad. now. I mean, it's sad, but it's also good. It's also good. Because there's, there's a lot of great music we wouldn't be able to get if people yeah. weren't able to just sit in their bedrooms and make music. And this is kind of like... You wouldn't get Cuddy if, if you couldn't do that, you know? Cuddy yeah. was sitting in his bedroom making a lot of this shit. Yeah, dude. Cuddy. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't get a, we wouldn't get Lupe. Lupe did his first shit in the attic. Yeah. We wouldn't get Travis. Like That's real. You know, that accessibility to music. You know, Ali yeah, gives us a lot of fuck niggas. Like, mm. But they're always fuck yeah, niggas. Dude. They're always gonna be fuck niggas. Like, That's rough. But, you know, the accessibility to music, I feel like, gives us a lot of, you know, different it, it, takes. Yeah, and it, it, it also just kind of, like, the, the accessibility to music now and, like, the lower barrier to entry also, I feel like, allows music to operate in this kind of, like, general tone, too. But you are still able to, like cling on to those artists who still yeah. compile and make and create music no i think the, i think the mixtape days were like a really good time for music because yeah. like the, the ability to like rapidly drop mixtapes but also have them be something that you kind of had to carry yeah. with you was also kind of a really good yeah. listening experience like oh man like as soon as no ceilings dropped it was on my it was iPod. on my ipod and i could listen to in it. my constant rotation and it was like there it yeah. took up space i had to choose for it to be there it wasn't you know, yeah. one of just an infinite realm of and songs I could choose from. It was like, no, I have, I curated just its presence on yeah. this device. And mixtapes are also a great time of like 
I find it harder now to correlate songs and sounds with specific like moments. moments. Cause so much music happened. But back in, back then, like every time a mixtape drops, it or, was like your soundtrack for like a series of months. And you know that period. You like right. I felt this way in this period. Like this was this shit. I'll never forget summer '08. That was just Carter Three season, bro. Carter like, Three. That season, was Carter bro. Three season, bro. <laughs> Niggas was feeling get good. We was getting ready to go to high school and Man. shit. We was about to be cool and shit. That's also a kid named Cuddy season too. Yeah. Dude. And so like yeah, I guess it just felt like bosses that summer, bro. Yes. It, oh man, and and music was such a like, that was also the beginning of the time period where you could like almost always be listening to music. Yeah, because we are also like in that yeah, interesting generation time. of the like the mm-hmm. introduction of continuous yeah. consumption. Because I still remember listening to music on a CD player. Yeah, I still remember I used having to burn to, like, CDs in the Taurus. Like yeah, I remember <laughs> you having to have the little like pouch. Yeah, flip that shit don't get scratched up you on know, the plastic as you're pulling it out. On me, like, <laughs> I used that little CD player from Target. My shit was a basketball, bro. That shit was kind of lit. That's hard, bro. Mine was like <laughs> the little satchel type shit. I mm. thought I was alternative. It was like a, it was a normal, it was like a normal, like, you unzip it and they had the CD in it. Yeah. It was like shaped like a basketball, had like a little cool Ooh. little basketball feel on it. It was a baller, huh? I used to keep my PS2 games and my burn CDs. Yeah, I kept my Game Boy in mine, too. Because <laughs> it had keep no extra the, uh, space. Keep the memory card, the very last one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, CDs were a great, well, not a great era. Like, it was it was crazy seeing all that shit just develop. CDs were a great era too, because CDs, like, so I was the nigga that I had access to a computer before a lot of niggas did. So and so, like, what I would do friends. is I burned hella CDs for my friends. That's I was real. I was moving CDs quick, bro. That's real shit. Like, I, <laughs> you was a distributor, bro. I'm like, what Somebody you want? On YouTube you will get five songs, bro. I'll be like, you get five songs on this CD. Pick your you five. You was an early curator, bro. I would hop on Nowire, download them shits, bro. Mm. Yeah, you was riding the high seas of the internet, bro. My, I had to work on my penmanship so I could write the uh, the title the on title, that. Bro, you doing early cover art, bro? Getting them graphic design skills, bro? Damn, there you told me early marketer, bro. I know, bro. Shit. <laughs> If you need management, hit my nigga Darius up, bro. I can jig your shit in the back of class, bro. Help <laughs> me. Get your CD popping in the sixth grade, bro. That's real, man. That's funny. That's funny. Good times, though. Good times, man. Shit, hey, let's take a smoke break. Reminisce, bro. Let's smoke shit, bro. <laughs> we'll catch up with y'all. We'll be y'all. right back. Shit. <laughs> I don't really, really need nothing. Thank you. Hey. Yeah. I don't really, really need nothing. Ay, I don't really, really need. I don't really, really need nothing. Know you really, really fiend something. Know you really, really fake. Know you seen how we been coming. Know you seen how we been running. Back to set, leave the heads coming. Party the bands, leave the bands running. Ooh, hey, please understand this shit. I'm a man of shit. Fuck a pain and shit. Wait, wait, I pull a branch in. People embellishment, trying to ban this shit. Wait, wait, say little kid back, back, sit back. Y'all take that weight. I don't feel this, that. There's so much pride in being just closing your mind off and being like, nah, this is what I believe and that's that can only be it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I believe like <laughs> like I believe in a God, but I also believe in science. Believe in science. <laughs> I like, went to I college. Also believe that there's, 
there's like physics, physics, <laughs> gravity, chemistry, evolution. All these things exist, like, and we have proof that they do. So, We've like, witnessed evolution. You can look at the you, human species and watch evolution. Look at fucking corn to the watch evolution, The fact that we have Bluetooth bro. headphones is evolution. The fact that you have a dog is evolution, <laughs> nigga. Like, how can you say, like, you think God sat there and was like, oh, I'm going to make a husky, a German shepherd? <laughs> no, nigga. And we going to put him in your house. He made a wolf and was like, y'all niggas can do the rest. We like, like, <laughs> and Tom just don't move. Like, 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 <laughs> Bruh. Anywho, that was such an interesting intro, <laughs> yeah. but welcome back. We want to talk about Cuddy. We wanted to talk... But you know, we want to talk about Cuddy, we started talking about God. Well, no, we started with good. the cartoon bracket. We're not talking about Cuddy. Oh, dang, well, yeah. I'm just giving spoilers. You're Anyways. just giving spoilers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can't take these niggas nowhere, Gang, gang, man. Cuddy, gang. <laughs> Anywho, we uh, found this millennial kiss show bracket online, and uh, we thought it'd be fun to just talk about... You know, who we say it's split up into four categories of Nickelodeon Cartoon Network, like Disney and then like the kind of four kids miscellaneous shows. We'll like post it on our page. Yeah. We'll <laughs> so post- that way you can see all the yeah, options. Yeah, you can and see the options. We'll have it attached to uh, the tweet and the Instagram for this week's episode. So just look out for that if you follow us at Nina Productions STL. Gang, gang. Um, that's on Instagram and then on Twitter because someone out there, I'm going to say it on the podcast so you know it's real, someone out there is sitting on the Nina Productions Twitter handle and if you love us, I think you should add them and tell them to delete their Twitter because they haven't used it since like 2013. I don't think they are even active, man. I've tried. I, you know, I think there's power in people and I think if we tell the people that follow us and that everybody care about knows. us, they, they might put the energy in. So, you I know, email everybody trying to get you know, just change. add them and give them a little nudge. Maybe they'll see the notification. Every, right? Crazy things happen in this world world every day um anyways <laughs> anyway on twitter oh, we are we are at productions nina but we will we will show you guys the bracket when we tweet the episode but um yeah so we just want to talk about our top picks from the four divisions and then who we think we had going all the way so right right first let's step. start with the nickelodeon bracket who did you have going all the way in the Timeless. nickelodeon the, uh, the one, I, all the shows are timeless because Nick, yeah. Nick made some great shows, but Spongebob has thoroughly lived the test yeah, of time. Yeah, Spongebob is untouchable. As you can see by the plethora the of Twitter resurgence. memes. Like, it, Every episode has been broken down, inspected, analyzed via Twitter. And bro. applied to everyday, everyday life, bro. Spongebob life was for so the many people. Ways. For the culture, bro. For the culture. <laughs> Like Mr. Krabs probably inspired Terry Crews and uh Bro. He probably watched episodes like that episode like every episode of Mr. Krabs. My dad was kinda like that. Let me make this. Let me yeah, right? Bruh. Like the humor of SpongeBob was just so crisp. Yeah. Like the fact that it ages, I was laughing to that as a kid. And I still could put that shit on and be You go back and watch that shit and still be hunched over. That's hard to do. And it's hard to do, and they did it beautifully. Cartoon is such a great medium to do that because it makes adults already put, like, a level of their guard down. Yeah. And so you're more susceptible to kind of laughing shit. Like, and you can just... Anything can happen, so yeah. why not let it happen? Because it's not real. And we all know it's not real. Imagination. Imagination. See, they did it, see look, <laughs> they're doing it right now, bro. Like, that's fucking effortless. How the fuck Bruh. you do that shit, bro? Like, yeah. So, yeah. SpongeBob got that shit on rap. Um, they kind of fucked up in this bracket because they put Avatar over with the Am War section, but Avatar was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, if Avatar was on the Nickelodeon side, 
Does that change your answer? Yo, I would still keep Spongebob on that. You still keep Spongebob. As great as Avatar is, man. It's just a different kind of show. It's kind of... Yeah. yeah. Avatar has that, like... Avatar also has longevity, but, like... Yeah, it's a departure from Nick's day-to-day content. They don't often do shows Spongebob's like a work of literature, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I think I look back on Spongebob in the history books. I really do. Um... What do you think for a Cartoon Network? What did you, that was a, the Cartoon Network one was a tough one for me. Yeah, so for Cartoon Network, so I'm like rescanning the bracket, trying to remember which one I picked. Mm, slipping. Well, while you do that, I will say that I came out with Ed, Ed, and Eddie on top of mine. It was a hard deliberation. Ooh, but yeah. what ultimately took it for me was looking at that, I was like, which one would I be most likely to go back and watch now and still enjoy? Yeah. Dude. And so, like, you know... Mm. I'm gonna roll Dexter's with Billy and was, Mandy, bro. Billy, oh yeah. See, and it's hard because there's a lot. There were a lot yes, that I was like, man, I could go back and watch classics. that and enjoy the fuck. Cartoon out of Network it. made Boomerang, Dog. which had old cartoons. That was still came cracking, back bro. And threw like, new cartoons and Boomerang, and you Boomerang like, 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 Boomerang was like, if you're a little kid and you wake up early, we still got some. I swear to God, I'm gonna watch the Smurfs right now, bro. Bro, Boomerang used to be busting with the Flintstones, bro. Flintstones, Jetsons, bro. Bro, Jetsons, my nigga, Elroy, stunting on niggas, bro. Cartoon Network is the goal. They were, yeah, they was, they They brought us Toonami. They brought us Toonami, bro. Oh my God, man! They brought us motherfucking class of three thousand. Class of three thousand, man. Not we can make a whole episode of class of three thousand, bro. bro. Y'all go read up on class of three thousand. Yeah, because some of y'all probably kind of young. Y'all know what man. That shit is. <laughs> Andre three thousand had a fucking cartoon. Andre three what? stacks back, man. Three stacks had a cartoon. Niggas to tune in every week and just see Andre stunt like His like black, a black stunting, Miss Fizzle kind of shit, like just taking these kids on fucking adventures and all over. It went for one short season. It could have been great. I know. But you know, I'm that's the kind of thing where like even though it was short. It's a time it was, capsule. It was know? a time capsule. It yeah. was short and like beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know? That's a great word for it. It was short and it was beautiful. Um so who do you have on top of your Cartoon Network bracket? I rock with Billy and Mandy. Billy and Mandy. I just I just real fond of that show, bro. That was no that was funny it as fuck. Was a funny Whoever story. decided to make the Grim Reaper Jamaican was a fucking genius. Like, like what? And then everyone there was so hypersexual. So everything, everything like they was, was all just, just so funny. Like it was so weird. <laughs> like he always with some woman, that some demon woman. woman. Like yeah, yeah, titties for no reason. Man, was like, he was wow. just an asshole. <laughs> like, really, was just a fucking idiot. Dumbest, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you always have the wildest shit happening to Billy, bro. He used to get fucked up by like death all the time, bro. bro. Like, how these kids get murked? I, I I always remember that one episode where like Mandy tells the Grim Reaper to fucking. Get rid of her emotions. Yeah. So she just becomes like this heartless like animal. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? This shit was crazy as fuck. But every every show on there was flame. Every show, yeah. Like, Cartoon Network really had like a even hard, like Ben Ten was one of like Ben Ten was hard. We started learning how to control the different little aliens. Ben Ten was like a anime quality cartoon. Yeah, like. it was. It was cold. <laughs> they could have made it like a cold DC comic out of that shit. Hellas. What is your Disney Channel top pick. Oh man, there's 104 days of summer vacation. The school comes along. <laughs> so the annual problem for our generation is finding oh, a good way to spend it. Gang. Gang, gang. Dog, <laughs> me and Deja used to watch Phineas and Ferb. That's days, how they're right? real. It's crazy because like. 
Phineas and Ferb, I love, I, love, I used to watch all them shits that like would make your imagination go wild. So Phineas and Ferb was perfect because these motherfuckers would just build all these shit. They yeah, would they build their engines, engineer babies. And I'm like, man, like I just, all them shits were, yeah, dog. Phineas That's and Ferb, shout out. I ain't even saying the little sentence, man. I, miss, I actually missed the Phineas and Ferb wave. I actually did not watch <laughs> really any of Phineas Go back and, and watch them shits, bro. Like you would still probably appreciate it. Like, probably. Like, we can smoke a joint and watch we can smoke Ferb one day. I'll be Phineas down for Man, you you'll be wanting to build roller coasters in your backyard and shit. <laughs> and they just and you know what, Phineas and Ferb did a great job of like each episode was self-contained, but they grew slowly. Yeah. And so like the it's characters slowly developed, but it was like each one was self-contained, and they yeah. did a very hilarious job of like playing a lot of situational irony. Right. Yeah. They I've had seen a like. Lot of, like Gifts and shit of Phineas uh, and Ferb basically go throughout an adventure while simultaneously their pet goes on the adventure. Yeah, the little platypus <laughs> Jones doing his own thing too. Ferry the platypus, and it's just like every episode is just for a kid at least. Yeah, situational irony is great when you're a kid and you know something someone else doesn't. You're just, <laughs> you're just endorphins just. You're like, ah, look at that. <laughs> he doesn't see that person behind him, but it's so obvious. Ha ha. Like, oh me. That's hilarious. So that's mine. <laughs> for me, I went with. The Proud Family. Yeah, bro. Again, timeless. Just, yeah, it was, you know that was just such a it was such a yeah. black ass cartoon. It was, for lack no. of a better word, like it, it was it just was. like so related. I was like, yo, yeah, <laughs> dog. Like it was, and it was also it was, it was like the Proud Family movie, bro, with the peanuts. The peanuts, and it was battle dancing, the peanuts and shit, like. That shit was hilarious. Like, they did like a oh, they did like an okay job of like even representing like different like even though they like exaggerated them because it was like an older black cartoon. They did a good yeah. job of including different sectors of black people. Yeah, like you you know you had like Dijonay, La Cienega, like yeah, there was some hard stereotypes. There was some hard stereotypes. You know, but you know the Proud Family wasn't perfect, <laughs> but it had good, it talk it touched it on like conversations while exaggerating. Yes, it had good, it had its flaws, but it also had a lot of good. To it. Like uh, like was, any great thing, you know. I was also recently uh, shown the uh, Rugrats again, which was mm. also like Rugrats is one of those like if you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, this is a cartoon that was teaching us some shit. Yeah, that shit really that shit can hit you in your chest as an adult when they start getting yeah. into like Chucky's little backstory. Yeah. You start to feel it, bro. And like the you're yeah, like, man. You're like, damn, bro, that little nigga. Did, mm been through it. Him and his little dad, bro. Even Susie and how her like her relationship with Angelica and yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that shit, bro. that shit was hella real, bro. Them cartoons used to. Susie used to always get that. Susie was that nigga, bro. Susie, call Michael, bro. Well, you know what's also funny? So we were talking earlier. This is a tangent. Oh yeah. But we were talking earlier about how Rick Ross grew his hair back and how he like chose <laughs> what to cu- to cut his hair because like it made him look boss like. <laughs> Tommy uh, Pickles was a bald headed baby, and he was the leader. <laughs> Number one was a bald headed nigga. He wasn't a nigga, but he was bald headed and he was in place the nigga. One. He yeah, was he was he, he was the boss. Like <laughs> you know, it's like, it just made me think of that shit. That was a side tangent. I hope y'all enjoyed it. <laughs> bald head niggas be running shit. Bruh. <laughs> Last but not least, back back from the farthest tangent I think we've had in this podcast run so far. <laughs> Rick Ross. Rick, from Disney Channel favorite cartoons to Rick Ross oh. and his new fame. <laughs> Bruh. Bro, he fresh though. <laughs> Alright. Last but not least, we have the four kids, you know, Tsunami. Saturday morning cartoon joints, bruh. The miscellaneous that, like, anime yeah. and 
and Saturday morning cartoons. For me, this was easy. They kind of fucked up by putting this in here. Naruto. Yeah. Naruto, Naruto, Naruto. There's no other answer. I'm sorry if you yeah. feel otherwise. It was good because we got, like, different answers for all the three. Yeah, so, like, I mean, there, was, there were great cartoons in there. Don't get me wrong, but Naruto. It's the greatest so, story ever I'll told, vote, bro. I'll vote for Naruto, but I'll throw, like, a, I'll throw, like, just to talk about it. Honorable mentions. Let's give some honorable mentions. So, honorable mention is Pokemon. You got to. Hell yeah, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh! They threw One Piece in there, too. I didn't go through too much One Piece. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put One Piece up there. I watched a lot of Digimon. Digimon was hard, bro. I watched... Digimon... <laughs> so, you know what they say? They say Digimon was a better anime, because Pokemon yeah. is kind of like a trash anime yeah. to like watch. Like, Pokemon caught culturally. Yeah, it was like cultural stigma and like cultural um, attention and like the card game and yeah. shit and like, was hot. And the games yeah. are dope. Digimon, but was, Digimon was like a dope anime to Digimon like watch the characters develop, shit, learn their moves and all that shit. Like, Dog, motherfucking... I couldn't, I couldn't watch Pokemon <laughs> because yeah. my mom... Tough times. And so, but I could watch Digimon. Who knows why? There was no article written about Digimon. True. There, was a, there was an article on whatever Christian blog. <laughs> uh, shout out to one, bro. Like, you know. Shout out to Christian blog. I had to, I had to like, scratch out when, I would, out the, when I would get the Pokemon Game Boy cartridge, bro. I would scratch it out with some motherfucking Sharpie, bro. Damn, just ruining the value. Bro, but you know, had I was playing this. to do, right? Hey, man, I'm a Pokemon Had to do it. Bro. Had to do it. <laughs> oh man, they got the Batman animated series in there. I didn't peep Shout that. out DC Comics. The Batman animated series, that is the canon version of Batman, bro. That is what Batman is supposed to be. Yeah. The world's that was like, greatest that was like original detective. Xbox period too, when they had the cold ass like mm-hmm. Batman game. Yo. That was Dark Batman. Yeah. That's when he was sitting down. He was on top of niggas. Fucking up and bashing their fucking head in. Nigga was all slender, had a different Batman every week, bro. Just running around in the dark ass castle, whooping niggas asses. Do you ever watch? This is random. Do you ever watch the Sonic X show that's on here? Yo, so I like. I I've was never hip. seen that. Uh, I didn't. I watched it because it was Saturday morning, Saturday morning cartoons, and like we used to watch that shit when we would like <laughs> go by our dad, the boy. <laughs> we were just watch that. Shit. <laughs> that's like so fitting. I feel like. Yeah, it, yo, I ain't giving no backstory on that shit on the podcast yet, but yeah. I I don't really be going by my dad to watch cartoons. But back in the <laughs> back in the days when we used to, bro, we just do shit like that and eat chips and shit. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I watched it back games. then. I used to play the. Uh, I used to have like Sonic Battle video games. Like, oh, the Sonic like, video games are cold. Sonic oh, should just always be a video game. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be a video game anymore. I think. There's people over the 2D. Yeah, I mean... No, they had, like, Sonic Battle, which is what I played. Like, Yeah, I that was hard, but... I'm, I, I'm hard They need the... to either just, like, remake that with modern graphics or stop making Sonic games. Because all the Sonic game now, games now are kind of weird, bro. Yeah, dog. And it's hurting my heart. They need to have some, like, open-world, free-running Sonic shit, bro, for no, the fucking no. Nintendo Switch, bro. I don't think that's what... I don't know. I, I don't think know, they should man. stick to the more level-based... I don't know, just man. thing. Because... You know, I'm not one to talk on Sonic because I ain't really played that I much, played a so lot of Sonic. See, I'm I was, not going. <laughs> Sonic just works as like a, as like a level-based game. Like, I don't want to like free-run as Sonic. Like, no, that's like, real. I don't know. He's supposed to run fast. It's hard to free-run as something that's supposed to run fast. That's true. You, uh, they you did need a two options. One. Yeah. They did the, the werewolf one. And I know because I played it. They bought, they did this werewolf thing yeah. for Xbox. It was, was like, Shadow. You, no, 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 no. no. You're like a werewolf. 
Hedgehog. Oh, shit. So, like, you have, like, running levels as Sonic, but then you also have, like, open-world-y kind of levels as this, like, where Sonic, and you can, like, Just run, run around, around and, you know, break boxes and all that dumb shit. And it was stupid. I was like, yeah. I, I want to run. Like, yeah, I just want to go real thing. fast like, and correct. He runs really, like, real fast, real straight, and he jumps on shit. Like, that's what I bought this game to do, and you're not letting me do it. I got to so run weird. around as a fucking demonic, hairy piglet thing. Shit made no sense. I'll be moving too slow for that shit. Mm. Any reaction About that came, fast right? life, nigga. <laughs> that's funny, <bro. laughs> That's funny shit. But yeah, that's our bracket, bro. That's that our is our bracket. Oh, wait, I guess we should pick... Oh man, I really wasn't keeping track of them that hard. But we should pick a winner of all. Oh, those my ones. winner is Naruto. Yeah. I say Naruto. Yeah. Is my nobody winner. else gonna really beat it. I, I, I just think. Infer won't do it. Billy and Mandy won't. Do yeah, it. like they're all great shows, but Naruto's just that good. Like Naruto's that. It, 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 like nice. they don't really belong in the same like, you know, category for us. That's it like if they had like a off. like a fucking NBA team. Yeah. In the NCAA type. Like Naruto just on a different plane. Naruto's like, not even American, bro. It's not even American. Like, it's on a whole different so, wave. Damn. You know? I just, hope this wasn't unpatriotic, but I don't really care that much. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. We know <laughs> how many things are made in America, G. All right. So, <laughs> I think we should uh, we should finish it off with uh, our last topic. Yes, now. our last topic. Shout out Camille. And what, Chameleonaire on Twitter, At Chameleonaire. She said we need a Cuddy Appreciation. She gave us the idea the other day that we should have a small Cuddy Appreciation segment. Um, And so, yeah, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite Cuddy songs, albums, you know, moments and shit. Life. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll I'll start by saying that, like, you know, put myself forward a little bit. I'm more of a recent Kid Cuddy fan. When Kid Cuddy was, like, kind of coming up and popping, like, I heard his, like, big songs. But, like, I was mostly listening heavy to, like, Lupe and, like, Wayne and yeah. a lot of that shit back then. Like, I didn't really get to Cuddy then. He was more, like, he had a more electronic sound, and I wasn't really fucking with the electronic music for real during that time. So we'll do, like, like, a eh. Lupe appreciation episode. We don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it one. Because... you, like, we don't got to do that. I, he got a special place in my heart, but, you know. Don't need to share it with the We world. don't need to do that on here now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Shout out, Lupe, if you hear this. You know, Shout out, that man. superstar remix, my nigga, like. Um, but yeah, so I'll, yeah, dude. I guess I'll start it off with um, my first real introduction to Cuddy was so honestly, I first heard Cuddy with Day and Night. Yeah. Same. Um. So my timelines might be kind of off. I think this was like oh, oh seven oh eight oh seven ish. when Day and Night first dropped. Yeah. And oh seven oh eight. It was like Day and Night was like a real new sound I mm-hmm. feel like to me because I had also in that period been listening to stuff kind of like uh, what was it MIA Paper Planes and kind of yeah. like Day and Night was a more electronic like you were yeah, saying yeah it was more electronic um, and I guess like I, I was really fucking with it and so like yeah. I, I looked into Cuddy and I went and I catch, I caught a kid named Cuddy bro and that was the start yeah <laughs> I remember I really used to fuck with like one of the like one of the main songs I took during the, during that time that was in my concert rotation was like down and out. Yeah. That was like kind of my reference down for Cuddy. I was like, okay, like I fuck like he got some shit I fuck with. I just never went too deep into it at the time. But I like, used to uh scroll through YouTube a lot. Yeah. And that was like the main medium of like consuming a lot of the Cuddy yeah. music. <laughs> I guess most music at that time, but probably yeah. Um still. Yeah, for real. I would listen still. to uh I would go through like the prayer first and just mm-hmm. like there was a point where, like, after listening to the first kid named Cuddy, where, like, 
when you, if you listen to early cut, you kind of caught on to him as like a person. If you yeah, because like you get like some development of his character and like yeah. backstory of his life. His music was very personal. Yeah, in 07 and like 08, like Cuddy, Cuddy hella personal for me though. Like, yeah. <laughs> 07 and 08, I was just kind of like transitioning into like, uh, I had been switching schools a lot. That was real internal, bruh. I was just switching over to like this predominantly white school, man. And, like, yeah, so it was like. Cuddy was kind of that dude telling you, like, if you in your head and shit, like, hella confusing, like, just keep doing you. It's bruh. okay. Like, if you don't understand what the hell going on, man. Yeah. Like, it was, that was an interesting time because that was when it was like. Gangster rap was no longer dominating. There was this new yeah. kind of side of music that was softer that was like, look, it's okay to like be scared and yeah. like alone and like that kind of shit. It's okay, bro. Like, yeah, you don't have we a... all experience it. Like, it's okay to like, you know, Drake was coming up then too. It's like, yeah. it's okay to like, people were trying to clown them, but Drake did a great job in that point of like mixing the hard raps with the like softer raps and shit and the songs, right? Just doing different shit like that. All of that was just hella, hella new right then. So like being like kind of like an angsty teen in that yeah. period gave you a lot of great music because you're like, like wow, the anime. Like, it was like the it's kind of like the first level of this uh, uh, spiking again anime wave. Yeah, <laughs> where exactly. it's like this is a new level of things that like black people are comfortable like no no not yeah. even comfortable but black people are like no feel able comfortable to, comfortable talking about because yeah. like you but know like there was always that idea music. that like this was all like white people shit like anything that was like oh like that's kind of yeah. emo or like. You like that anime, that weird nigga shit. Like, yeah. that's how it used to be. But, like, I remember that shit because I didn't used to tell people that I watched Naruto and shit because the people that I found out used to used to have to start joining. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what that meant a lot of times. Like, oh, all right, we're going to do this? Bet. Let's go. And I find it, I also, like, find it, I find, like, the, the, the expansion of kind of, like, how hip-hop is starting to, like, spread out into more genres now, too. Yeah. Also, like, really tied to how like really tied to how the um record label um and the, the the music industry is kind of losing their like grip yeah um they're not, they can't they're really not dictate what music is being put out there yeah they don't control the sound anymore before yeah. it was a and r's and shit that would you know go to djs and say hey like you need to play this growth of sound was really discouraged now like now like now radio stations and djs and, and labels aren't telling people what to play People are deciding, I mean, they still kind of are, but mm -hmm. like, now it's easier for people to just decide, like, no, we all just like this song a lot. Yeah. Like, and we're gonna listen to this song a bunch, and like, you know, y'all can either fuck with it or not. Screaming like, numbers dictate what's hot and not a board room. Yeah, of, like, like, look at future. Five white guys in suits saying, right. this doesn't sound like the song that sold Yeah, last exactly. Week. No, like, it's like Future's <laughs> model. Like, when Future dropped DS2, he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna. Put out a single. I'm not gonna push anything as a single. I'm gonna let people gravitate to the song they like the most, and that's the single. Yeah. Because that's how people consume music now. You know, what's the point of put like I can drop a few songs to lead up to it, but like I can just drop this shit and and then whichever one people start fucking with, that's the one that's gonna get like a video and all that's that real. shit or whatever. Like you know, like being more in people control. have more autonomy now. Still getting dictated by the companies, of course, because of how they manipulate data and algorithms and all that shit. Yeah. But a bit more in control. There's and also a bit a more level of aware control. of their um, autonomy and the Yeah, like there are people who are blowing up just because they're making good music and people yeah. are like, oh, I want to hear that. Yeah. You know, like not everyone is like an industry plant. Like, <laughs> this, is now like yeah. this is now a space where you can say, if I put enough energy into making something that I like and other people prove that they like it, then we can probably get, like, I can talk my way into getting a deal. Like, exactly. 
Um, Rending it back to Cuddy though. A great yes. one of those songs that cause we got far away. Yeah. We got far away. One of those songs I really loved um, is Alive. I think that's just such a like groovy song. Yeah. So like, such a funny little <laughs> dark like kind of story of him. Yeah. Being, like, this werewolf. I love that shit. It's like I one of my favorites. Alive. Yeah, that's one of my yeah. favorite songs. Um, my favorite song is Ghost. Ghost, um, yes, bro. There were a that lot of just, songs. That is just bro. a beautiful song. It's because he, he sung a lot of ballads. Yeah, you know, that was, was... He was just out there on that one just saying some shit. Like, yeah. He just stood up on that track. And there were a lot of just... Ghost was one of those songs that would just be on my headphones, on my iPod. And yeah, I'm just it was a mood, bro. I'm not really feeling the school day, bro. It like, was a mood, I'm bro. I'm in a bad mood, but I'm listening to Ghost, and so I'm feeling a bit better. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like, it was one of those songs that was, it was like a down on your luck song, but things would still come around. Like, yeah. Things will come around and make sense. Yeah. That shit is reassuring, bro. You're like, yes, bro. Like, things will make sense eventually. Thank you, Cutter. Like, yeah, dude. I needed that. Especially knowing, like, he was just kind of talking like you look at a lot of Cuddy's songs. Um, like you look at Pursuit of Happiness, and a lot of Cuddy's songs is just saying like, "Hey man, I'm just a, I'm a kid that grew up," and like because because Cuddy's backstory. Um, if I, oh dang it, man! If I remember correctly, um, Cuddy lost a family member. His father. And his father. Yeah, Cuddy he, lost his dad. He lost his father. Yeah, he lost his dad. At a pretty um, young age, and his mom was hustling a lot. He had, I think, an older brother and an older sister. And just um, a lot of... And he just spent a lot of his time alone, and it was really traumatic for him. Yeah. And so he was just kind of like, he just kind of had like a rough childhood. It was just a really difficult time for him. So like... It was know, cool he, being a black kid also going through your similar set of like... Struggles. Internal struggles. Internal like struggles. Identity and like... The black people don't really cool talk about that. And yeah, because... You know, there was, you know, this is during a time when there was like a really strong image of like what it meant to be like a black man. Like you were like you a nigga. You gotta gangster you know, rap rock was abundant. Like, gangster rap was abundant. Yeah, you gotta bro. be hard, bro. You can't be soft out here listening to this white people music. Fuck is you doing? Like you had you had to like and, you, and like you had to be tough. And if you wasn't fucking tough, like yeah. neither of us are fucking tough guys. We ain't trying to scrap with nobody. We don't know smoke. We chilling, bro. We yeah. trying to. Read these fucking books and smoke this weed and make this money and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, no tough guy shit. But like, to be somebody not on no tough guy shit back then was like, oh, you yeah. just that and third. And then Cuddy comes around and it's like, no, I was fucking sad as shit, but I'm still swaggy to the motherfucker though. Yeah. You tell me shit like. And it, I think it also too just like it lets you like kind of have conversations with yourself too. Yeah, like, like, I feel like growing up like it's okay to be lonely. A lot of conversations with myself, like a lot of things that made me like really introspective were like because of either cutting some, listening to some of Cuddy's music and just kind of sitting there thinking about it. Yeah. Or like watching some monologue in anime. Like right. <laughs> like I I went to church a lot and I learned a lot of moral stuff. But as far as like kind of just like. Things deal that apply to my dealing with a lot life. of the BS going on in the world, I was just kind of like, yeah. Oh. How do I deal with the harsh realities of the world in a realistic yeah. way? Like, religion is nice, but like, an angel not about to come down and save me. So like, <laughs> what is a realistic way to like survive on this planet? Like, <laughs> and he might, but he won't show himself if he does. He so might, but it's probably gonna be in a more subtle way than they said. But like, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm an odds man. So. Everyone wasn't getting angels if they don't step. It was just a few niggas. That's why they wrote about it. Like, <laughs> be a real long book. If everyone else was out that. here trapping on their own, bro. So we gotta figure it out somehow, bro. Yeah, it was. He was. Cuddy did a good job of like. 
giving you a series of albums and songs that like showed you like hey i'm kind of walking on my own here and you're kind of yeah. like yeah i feel that way too so like now i have a bit more confidence in doing it now that i see you slowly taking steps but also stumbling because cuddy cuddy's like cuddy's most of cuddy's best music was when he was really just depressed and on yeah. drugs. It's always sad when it's like that. And it's ooh. sad when it's like that. But you also, Cuddy's that one of those... That serotonin deficiency yeah. just bring the melodies out, bro. Oh, <laughs> God, bro. <laughs> I feel like Cuddy's one of those good examples that even in the ups of his music making. Yeah, though. but so... Talking Passion. about more of like a positive cutty kind of going in the opposite direction. Like, Passion was great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And like Kitchen Man, if you kitchen, can't stand like, the heat of my love, then get out the bro, kitchen. Bro, <laughs> he just had some great, really just feel-good songs. Like two songs for me that gave me just a lot of like really motivation and really helped me stay strong. By design and Rose, Rose Golden. Golden like I'm I'm convinced that I cannot have a bad day if I play those two songs. Man. Like if I hear those two songs in a 24-hour span, I'm like. It's all good. And it's I'm like Rose the, Golden, bitch. I'm Rose it's all Golden. by design. Like, I'm not worried. Willow you know? Smith, the whole muse out here. Bruh, the, <laughs> the fucking layering of the vocals on that song are next level. The fucking fact that he got an orchestra to do that shit, and it's just so fucking crisp and well laid out, and... Oh my god, it's such a beautiful, it's such a good song. It's such a good mix. Yeah. From just a mixing perspective, yeah. oh yeah. my god, whoever mixed that had the hand of the gods, bro. That's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. Like, and it just makes you feel free, bro. Makes you feel free, bro. From the cover art, just big, cutting, just sitting there, bro. Just kind of glowing, bro. Grooving, bro. He lets you know you're going to groove on this album, bro. Hey, y'all, just be grooving, man. Just be groovy and don't fuck up nobody if you're way. feeling if you're feeling like you're going through some shit man just hop in cut your first mixtape or listen to the whole thing just bro. listen to that you might look at life a little differently smoke a blunt or relax. a joint or a joint raw paper probably a joint they better for your lungs yeah live long you know or maybe some some oil if you're really a saucy nigga and you you know in, in the future and shit and got your little pen <laughs> you got yourself some oil do that too Nina tips. <laughs> Nina tips you know get you some oil bro reduce that wear and tear your body is a temple you feel me? I feel you, dude. But you know, this has been a great episode. Thank you all for rocking with us. Yeah, it's a little man. bit longer than we normally do, but you know, I think... We thank you guys for... <laughs> yeah, I think we were just having... It's just been a really good day. So, you know, we wanted to just rap to y'all. And, you know, we hope y'all enjoyed it. So, uh... Deuces. Signing off on another episode of Nina Talks. Gang, Stay gang. up.